0: That's why I actually love breakdowns and kind of rock bottom because it's the moment that we're humble enough to say, "Oh, I can't do this by myself." Mm-hmm. I like well, I need help. Someone help me." Mm-hmm. Um and then we start leaning on higher power, therapists, healthy people in our life. all of the above are good to lean on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then we start humbly saying, "Okay, like you just said, I'm the common denominator because mm-hmm. in matchmaking. I have. I mean, I worked with clients in New York City, in Los Angeles, in San Francisco. All of them would say the same thing. There's no good guys in New York City.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
0: every girl in L.A. is a flake. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not true. I yeah. live in L.A. and I'm not a flake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's not true. But the question is, what are you doing to attract these type of girls? And what is it in you that believes that you deserve this? Mm-hmm. And that's a hard question to ask yourself. But when you can actually answer those two questions... You'll get to the reality of whatever you're trying to run away from you'll sit with it you'll give it unconditional love you'll get to know it you'll give it a warm hug and then it won't have power over you anymore
2: a dream can be anything whether yours is to start a business be in a healthy relationship pursue your dream career or to get right spiritually every week the dream check podcast brings you tips tricks and real life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for another episode of the Dream Check Podcast. So I was actually supposed to put out my Q&A episode today, but I actually canned it because... I interviewed myself for the first time and honestly, just me being a perfectionist, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. So I'm actually going to have Nico, my husband, interview me instead. So hopefully that will come out in the next week or two. But today's episode is going to be incredible because I have my dear friend Nora DeKaiser with me. She is a professional celebrity matchmaker. She has been rated top female life coach of 2020, featured in Forbes, Business Insider, ABC News, and so much more. Today, we're going to talk about how to authentically love yourself, and she's going to give us her top five secrets to a healthy relationship. Let's check in. What's up, girl? Hello. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. We're both. We're we're looking at each other like smiling ear to ear. (laughs) I actually had you when I started this podcast. I had you on like my dream guest list. I have like it's a really I have like this is just so special to me. Yeah. I feel like you have so much to share and so much to give and especially the last couple of episodes have been like so highly around relationships and so I was like this is perfect timing. This is perfect. It's meant to be.
0: Relationships are everything, seriously. So it doesn't it makes sense why a lot of people would be interested in learning about relationships because
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's what creates the most happiness in our life in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I feel like the the best content I ever see anywhere has to do with relationships Mm -hmm. and so we're gonna dive in it's gonna be so good so kind of share who you are how you became to be a life coach a celebrity matchmaker what inspired that
0: that is such a good question um honestly my heart inspired it so when i was in high school my first experience of love was a very emotionally abusive relationship and i had no idea because i grew up in a really loving family and protective family. So I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I like to share that story because a lot of people feel self-shame when they realize they were in an unhealthy relationship. They think it means something about themselves. And we do co-create to be in relationships with anyone, but it doesn't mean you are bad or unworthy or that you um, created the unhealthy dynamic. So because of that unhealthy relationship myself, I... Kind of boomerang effect and did the exact opposite and got out of that relationship and really made it my mission after that. I thought I wanted to be a divorce attorney (laughs) to help people get out of bad relationships. Mm -hmm. I was just like so mission driven about helping women get out of bad relationships. But then I realized I shadowed a divorce attorney and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) But I realized just my passion and my mission just to help not just women, men and women. Um, love themselves because that's really the root of having a healthy relationship and avoiding unhealthy relationships. So um, I studied psychology and business in undergrad, um, moved to New York City, got a job offer with a professional matchmaking company and worked with big time celebrities, um, actors, actresses, producers, um, big time CEOs. And after doing that for about five years, I realized even that wasn't the exact solution to my client's problems, Mm -hmm. because there's 8 billion people in the world, (laughs) it's not a lack of matches, right? (laughs) Um, So I realized like, okay, it's not just matchmaking that these people really need or want. It's again, that self love, that self confidence, that belief in who you are is enough. And when you have that root in you, that really just groundedness and rootedness in you, you the sky's the limit for your relationships, for your life, for your business, for your career. Um, And so I got trained by lots of different coaches. Tony Robbins, I actually got trained by his coach, um, John Grinder in something called Neuro Linguistic Programming. Um, I use a lot of other tactics and techniques and modalities in my coaching practice and started my business about two years ago. And yeah, now I have lots of um, courses and have a membership and I
2: still do one-on-one as well, so it's a lot of fun. That is incredible. So, you started your business, your coaching business two years ago, Mm -hmm. but you've been doing this for what, eight years? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I'm so excited to dive in now that we have all that background information. What is a dream that you have right now?
0: I really would love to. I think a lot of us feel this way, but because of COVID, I didn't travel as much as I used to. And I would love to be able to travel around the world and work with while I'm traveling around the world. That is a dream of mine right
2: now. That's a good dream. Mm-hmm. That's one of my dreams, too. We should do it together. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do our next <laughs> podcast episode in Fiji. Oh, my gosh. Okay, count <laughs> me in. I'm there. So you did an interview with Thrive Global over the summer about the secret to real love. What is the secret? So... I think there's lots of secrets to real love, but I think
0: the, as cliche as it sounds, but cliches are here for a reason. They Mm -hmm. have truth to them, right? It's to have a very deep relationship with yourself. Um, A lot of people who are craving that relationship, craving the one and having a lot of pain and sadness with that journey are trying to run away from their own pain and thinking that if they get the guy or if they get the girl, that their pain will dissipate. But really, Mm -hmm. they'll carry that pain with them no matter where they go, no matter if they get the guy or if they get the job or if they lose the weight or if they get the followers or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that they think they want, um, that might feel good for a moment Mm -hmm. 10 days 30 days but eventually that pain and that core wound that they originally had will come back Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: they'll think it's something else and they think it's something else so the secret to a happy healthy relationship and real love is to find that within yourself Mm -hmm. um and in my opinion it's not it's it's always been there you just have blocks from Mm -hmm. it right you have things that are protecting you from it so um anytime you feel a trigger or a wound, or someone's mean to you, or someone says a mean comment, or a guy doesn't call you back, or whatever it is that brings up this anxiety, and this fear, and this feeling of I'm not enough, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not lovable. Because that's usually people's main core wounds. Mm -hmm. When you feel that, my recommendation is sit with it. Get to know it. Let it come in like a neighbor knocking on your front door. Have tea with it. Mm, Um, Give it a big warm hug. Give it unconditional love. And that's why faith, in my opinion, is so powerful because that's what faith promises us is that we Mm. do have a source of unconditional love that loves us no matter what. Mm. And the more we can let that in, especially during the times that we feel triggered, Mm -hmm. that's how you can have real love with yourself and then eventually have real love with other people too.
2: Yeah, it's so true. Even in my own personal experience with meeting my husband, Nico, I mean, I was single for so long and I kept running into the same issue, the same issue, the same issue. And it wasn't until I found a relationship with God and learned what unconditional love looked like that I began to actually love myself. In turn, I was able to love someone else the way they deserve it and receive love the way I always craved it. I just never knew what that looked like. And so that I can relate to from experience, and it's so true. And I love the quote, hurt people, hurt people. Can you touch on that? I know you recently did yeah, a little for sure. a reel on that.
1: Yeah, it's
0: a super good quote. And I also just want to say, I was thinking about you while I was driving here to the studio about your story. Because mm-hmm. your story really is a, it, it's a testimony to what unconditional love and faith mm-hmm. and connection to, to God can do. Because you will keep repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. Um, I always like to say your relationships as you start seeing these patterns, it's um, the same wound just wrapped in a different present right Mm -hmm. wrapped in a different box so Mm -hmm. um, for people listening if you've kind of been in relationships or with someone that you can't kind of you know it's not right but you don't want to leave or whatever that dynamic you're in start noticing okay where else does this show up in my life Mm -hmm. and and what does this remind me of in my past you don't need to psychoanalyze it for hours or days or forever just notice the pattern and then notice what you're trying to run away from whatever that wound Mm -hmm. is whatever that fear is whatever that pain is we all have it Um, And then whatever your beliefs are, allow that love and that true unconditional love to come in. And that's where the transformation
2: will start happening. Um, So good. And you did that. That's why you had such a transformation in your love life. Totally. And I really had to look myself in the mirror. And I feel like this is like a pandemic in the dating world these days. But I was the common denominator to all of my dating problems. Yeah. It's like not, yeah, not every guy I was dating was like perfect, but I kept running into the same issue Mm -hmm. every relationship. And I think people who are, let's call them serial daters, to where they're in relationship, failed relationship after failed relationship after failed relationship, I think sometimes we need to stop blaming the other person and look to ourselves and say, what is it about me that, what is the pattern that keeps triggering these failed relationships? Definitely, And- for me, it was I didn't love myself, I didn't value myself, I didn't respect myself. I had no standards, and so I let anybody in. Yeah. And that's why I started to get hurt often. Yeah. And it was once I began to love myself, respect myself, that that's only what I accepted from someone else. Yep. And
0: again, most people will live most of their life running away. Mm-hmm. Like They will run away from a trauma or a pain, just that really shitty feeling, whatever it mm-hmm. is. They will do everything to avoid it oftentimes for their whole life Mm -hmm. but that's why I actually love breakdowns and kind of rock bottom because it's the moment that we're humble enough to say oh I can't do this by myself Mm -hmm. I like I need help someone help me Mm -hmm. Um, and then we start leaning on higher power therapists healthy people in our life all of the above are good to lean on Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then we start humbly saying okay like you just said I'm the common denominator Mm -hmm. because in matchmaking, I'd have, I mean, I worked with clients in New York City, in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, all of them would say the same thing. There's no good guys in New York City. Mm -hmm. There's every girl in L.A. is a flake. And I'm like, (laughs) no, that's not true. I live in L.A. and I'm not a flake. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) that's not true. But the question is, what are you doing to attract these type of girls and what is it in you that believes that you deserve this? Mm-hmm. And that's a hard question to ask yourself. But when you can actually answer those two questions, you'll get to the reality of whatever you're trying to run away from. You'll sit mm-hmm. with it. You'll give it unconditional love. You'll get to know it. So you'll give good. it a warm hug, and then it won't have power over you anymore.
1: Mm.
0: It's easier said than done, though. Like for sure, it's those moments. It's, it's and it can happen for people. For people listening, again, like it can happen to you in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Your mom could call. Someone could write a mean message on Instagram. It can be so many things that are personally triggering to you. Um, So it's not easy, but Mm -hmm. the faster you sit with it and get to know it and love it and just literally ask yourself, how how does this feel? Where does it show up in my body? Um, And how can I give it love? And how can I let it go? And how can I give it to God? Or whatever your spiritual beliefs are, the quicker that trigger will minimize Mm -hmm. so that when that happens again, because there's always going to be hurt people, It won't hurt you as much. You And you know what it is. You know exactly what it is. You almost become an expert in the Mm -hmm. feeling. Then, like the quote you were just saying, hurt people hurt people. The fire can't hurt you, right? Because pain that isn't transformed is transmitted. (laughs) So people will keep transmitting that pain to Mm -hmm. different people who are willing to accept it. But if you've gotten to know the pain and you're like, oh, I don't like it. It doesn't affect me anymore because I've given it so much love then it won't be transmitted
2: to you. You'll just say, no, thanks. That's so good. So what would you say then to, you know, they say two whole people equals a whole relationship, two broken people equal a broken relationship. So how whole do you need to be? Because, I, you know, I've had some people ask on Instagram, like, well, do I need to be completely healed of all my traumas to find a healthy relationship like where's the balance in that? Such a good question.
0: No you do not need to be completely healed to find a healthy relationship. We enter relationships to heal. That is the whole point of relationships because we also experience trauma in relationships. No baby is just born and then like just created it's trauma perfect. on its own yeah. right? <laughs> yeah like it's the baby's perfect born and then it has trauma because pain that's not transformed is transmitted and no parent, even if it's the most perfect parent in the world, can be a perfect parent to a child because that's the human experience. Mm -hmm. We learn pain. We experience pain. We wouldn't know happiness or joy without pain and sadness. There needs to be that dichotomy. Uh, um, Just like we wouldn't know daylight without nighttime, right? Mm -hmm. Just like we experience trauma in relationships with the other, we can't heal from trauma without being in a relationship with someone else. Mm. So that's why working with a therapist or a coach is so powerful because it's it's creating a relationship. But what's beautiful is it's a healthy relationship with boundaries Mm -hmm. and love and respect. So it's teaching that experience of trauma, oh, it's actually safe to open up and share and be my full authentic self. And I'm still loved and respected and not being gaslighted or manipulated or told I'm not good enough. People who don't do that were the people who were transmitting their pain, yeah. right? But the way you heal is in healthy relationships. So, oftentimes people ask me, like, well, what makes someone attracted to someone else? And oftentimes it will be our pain, attracted to someone else's pain, and it fits like a perfect puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. And if both people in that relationship are willing to humbly look at themselves in the mirror um, and take feedback from the partner and the relationship, and say, great, thank you for that feedback. I'm not going to take it personally. I'm going to do my own inner work. I'm going to give myself my own unconditional love and find my own path towards healing. And the other person says, great, I'm going to do the same thing. That relationship, that's a spiritual relationship. That's Mm -hmm. a conscious relationship. That's the most beautiful relationship you could ever have. I feel like that's
2: marriage. (laughs) Literally, that is. (laughs) That's that's a good marriage. That's. I mean, I would consider myself to be in a very healthy relationship, healthy marriage, but marriage is a mirror, Mm -hmm. is what I'm learning. And in the best way, like that, the person that you're with, I truly feel like the the man or woman that God designs for us specifically is someone who will help us heal in areas that we didn't even know we needed healing in, in a healthy way. Yep. So, like, marriage has been so beautiful this past fourteen, fifteen months, but I, I've also realized a lot of pain that I didn't know I had before, in which I started therapy a couple months ago, and it's been a insanely amazing and I'm able to heal in areas that even in dating I didn't realize there was pain or triggers in totally and we're able to encourage each other in that healing journey and to pray for each other and it's so healthy and you know there's such a bad stigma around oh you're going to therapy because you have problems and I actually was like when telling Nico like I think I want to go to therapy I started reading this book called how to do the work Mm -hmm. by Dr. Nicole I forget her last name. Yes, thank you. She's the holistic psychologist on Instagram, and she would be posting all this stuff about childhood trauma, and I was like, oh, do I have childhood (laughs) traumas? And um, I got her book, and it has been life-changing to Mm -hmm. me. Started therapy because of it, and Nico was saying, like, you are actually better off than people who don't go to therapy because you are aware that you need help and you're seeking it. Yep. So for anyone listening who maybe feels like, oh, well, therapy means I have problems. We all have problems. Mm-hmm. And going to therapy is actually the next step to your healing journey yep. and is only going to benefit you yep. and your future relationship or the relationship you may be in. I could not agree more. And that it's, it's a humbling experience
0: to mm-hmm. be like, do I have childhood trauma? We all Everyone do. has that childhood trauma, <laughs> yeah, every single person, because trauma can literally be, there's big T trauma and little T trauma. Mm-hmm. A little T trauma can be someone flipping you off while you're driving to work. That can feel traumatic. The definition mm-hmm. of trauma is anytime you feel helpless. And mm-hmm. there are so many points in our life that we feel helpless. And that is also the moment that we can actually call on a higher power um, or whatever we believe to say, wow, I need help. And that's when we open up to the ability to see
2: how to heal ourselves, which mm-hmm. is... And it's uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. But change does not happen when we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Change happens in uncomfortability. And that's just something I'm personally learning in mm-hmm. therapy as well, because I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Why? Are, I don't really want to dig deep mm-hmm. into this childhood trauma. I don't want to answer the questions you're asking me, but mm-hmm. it's all a part of the healing journey. And I know at least for me, like, I always want to be the best version of myself or working towards it, not only for me, but for my marriage, for my future family, for my friendships. um. And by talking about that stuff,
0: that allows you to have a better relationship with whoever those people are that you experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've had the same resistance. Like, my therapist has asked me, like... (laughs) why don't you want to talk about this specific thing? And eventually it came up. I was like, oh, I want to protect those people. I love those people. Mm-hmm. But we can love people and also realize that they're human. Mm-hmm. And all humans are flawed, right? And so we can we can love and say, hey, I also love myself, and I'm mm-hmm. going to set up some boundaries here.
2: And I feel like most childhood trauma comes from parents who are also unhealed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And working on their own issues. Because and, uh, yeah. pain is either transmitted or exactly. transformed. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Full, full circle yeah. there. <laughs> So talk on the topic of do you give your power away? What does that mean? It's such a big topic. Yeah, you just did a post about it, and I read it recently, and I was like, "Dang, do
0: I do that? (laughs) It's really big, especially for women.
2: Mm. So the concept of personal
0: power is not something that's wildly talked about, which makes me really excited as a coach because it's a topic that— Mm. Unlike self-love, when someone hears personal power, they'll be like, oh, what's that? Versus self-love, I'm happy that people know what that means now, but I think it's a little bit overused on Instagram mm-hmm. quotes and stuff. So people are like, oh, yeah, I got it. got it. got to love myself before I can love someone else. Cool. But it, mm-hmm. it doesn't land for people because it's become almost like pseudo-psychology. It's like, okay, as fast as I can get it done, let me mm-hmm. get it done. Versus personal power is a new concept which makes people be like, oh, what's that? So it, when it comes to personal power, really the definition is understanding that you are the creator and director and driver of your own life, and no one else can take you out of the driver's seat without your consent. So that being said, when you care more about what someone else thinks about you than what you think about yourself, you're giving your power away. When you are, you know, have a bad day for two or three days because the guy in Bumble didn't message you back you're giving your power away to a random guy in Bumble that you've maybe messaged back and forth two or three times. Mm. Your coworker who says you know, a snotty remark about what you're wearing, um, and then you're upset, you're giving your power away. So it's easier said than done like everything we've talked about thus far. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to understand your power resides in you and your belief and values and respect and connection to yourself, your relationship with yourself. Um, And really, again, that unconditional love of understanding no matter what happens, you are loved and you are accepted and you are whole and you are complete and you are worthy. And when you have that essence, no one can take that away from you because that's personally built from you, from your soul and from your experience. So for you, your experience of what you went through before meeting Nico no one could get you off that horse, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, once you learned it, you read all those books, you spent that time alone, you really dug deep into yourself and why you are the way that you are and created a relationship with yourself, no one could be like, I don't know, Nicole, like, this all is fake. You'd be like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And that's personal power because you built it yourself.
2: Yeah, I feel like I. that's something I even struggle with today is really caring about what other people think to the point where I'm like, oh. Should I not wear this? Will people think this is too much? Or, you know, I'm just like, I have such bad anxiety when it comes to caring what other people think. And that's something I'm working on with in therapy. What would you say is like a practical tool to stop caring what other people think? Like, is there a practice that you can recommend? Yeah. And it's aligned with the whole
0: podcast episode we've been doing is anytime that you have that fear, sit with it. Mm. Literally sit down, close your eyes, put one hand on your chest, one hand on your stomach, and feel where that shows up in your body. Is Mm. it in your heart? Is it in your chest? Is it heavy? Is it light? Can you give it a color? What does it look like? After feeling that and noticing it, um, actually try to pull it out of you in your mind's eye um, and imagine – God or whatever higher power you believe in, giving it love, like really like a sunshine. It sounds super corny, but that's a somatic experience that's allowing that pain that's been sitting in your body to come out of you so that you can eventually say, wow, this is just an emotion. Mm. And no one has ever died from emotions. Mm. They've died of trying to run away from their emotions. Dang. So it's not the emotion itself. So and it's like you're pu- you're nurturing it. You're giving it love. Yeah. You're giving it exactly. You can also imagine it like a little girl or a little mm. boy saying, I'm, "I really want my friends in kindergarten to like me." Mm. And what would you say to that little kid? You'd say, "Oh, honey, they will all like you. They mm. will all love you. And if anyone is mean, that has nothing to do with you." And it's that mm-hmm. type of love that you're craving as adults. Really, as adults, we're all just little kids running around mm-hmm. pretending to be adults. And we're bringing those wounds from our childhood. Mm. Um, But what's beautiful, and what Dr. Nicola Parra talks a lot about in her book, really we get to be our own parents. Mm -hmm. We get to be the people that can take care of ourselves. And that, again, creates personal power because when we know how to love ourselves and sit with that fear that comes up because it's just a feeling and all we need to do is give it love, when we learn that tool, no one can take that away from us. And that's personal power. Mm
2: um, like n- no one can knock you off that. I love in her book when she talks about how kids are actually like the best example of expressing emotion. Yes. Like that. And I, I just think it's so funny because, you know, God says like to have childlike faith because it's just so pure and innocent and they say what they say and what they mean and they feel what they feel and they're emotive. And like, I just think even for me is. In my adult life, like I'm a suppressor. And that's something I learned in my childhood to suppress how I'm feeling. But that's where it starts in our mm-hmm. childhood. Like we are all, when we're toddlers, when we're kids, when we can't speak, we express our emotions out loud. And it's the first time a parent says, don't cry or don't act like that, that's when like, I feel like suppression begins. Totally. But I feel like kids are really the best example of, even as adults, obviously we shouldn't be screaming and shouting in public, but you know what I mean, Like, they're not afraid to express their feelings yep. and I feel like grown-ups need to be a lot better at that. It's part of releasing. Mm-hmm. So
0: a lot of people, when they do feel anxiety or fear, the feeling of like, oh, what will someone else think? Mm-hmm. Totally sit with it, do that uh, meditation that I just mentioned. But also, if you feel like screaming, scream. If you feel like going in a run, run. Um, I scream in my little car all the time um, because it's, it's a somatic release. It's getting that pain out so you don't continue the pattern of suppressing.
2: Okay. So I want to dive into um, healthy relationships. I know we've kind of already started talking about it, but the last couple episodes, we talked a lot about, you know, healthy dating as a Christian and dating God's way, but I feel like healthy dating is healthy dating. And so what would you say to maybe whether they're a Christian or not, like what are your top five secrets to a healthy relationship? My top five secrets to a healthy relationship. Number
0: one, is what we've been talking about this whole episode, So I'm happy we focused on it the whole episode because mm-hmm. it is the most important one is cultivating and creating a relationship with yourself. Again, that relationship doesn't need to be perfect. That is actually the opposite of having a relationship with yourself. That's like telling the little kid in kindergarten, well, you'll have lots of friends if you're perfect. if you have if you wear a perfect ponytail and you have a perfect lunch and you get perfect straight A's, then you'll have friends. That is the exact same line of thinking as if you were to say to yourself, oh, I'll have a happy, healthy relationship if I'm perfect, Mm. if I'm fully healed. No way. You'll have a happy, healthy relationship if you have a relationship with yourself. So the first step is really just cultivating that relationship with yourself. How do you do that? You become the witness of your own mind. So uh, truly just witness yourself throughout your day. Notice when someone says a mean comment, oh, wow, how do I feel? Where does that show up in my body? And you don't have to do anything, just witness. Oh, when you're running late, what does your mind say? Is it saying, it's okay, Nora, Like, there's bad traffic and I'm running late? Or does your mind say, screw you, you're always late, I hate you. Mm -hmm. Just become the witness of your own mind, um, because that is how you will be able to cultivate a relationship with yourself. First, witness. Second, of course, then you want to give yourself more unconditional love, and you can do that in lots of different ways, but uh, the biggest way is truly to just open up your heart to say, hey, I am worthy of love. I am worthy of receiving. I am worthy of goodness in life. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to create it. I don't have to change or fix myself. I am who I am, and that is good enough. So that's step one, is just cultivating that relationship with yourself. Step two, in my opinion, is boundaries. So. When you are cultivating that relationship with yourself, sometimes people can be so unconditionally loving to themselves that then they, they become unconditionally loving to everyone around them. Um, and it is that's a beautiful way of living until someone takes advantage of that um, and someone who they most people who take advantage of that aren't consciously doing that. That's a subconscious pattern of protecting themselves, the people who are hurt right So boundaries, um a lot of people have confusion about how to do boundaries. But really the basics of boundaries is it's not keeping people out. It's showing people the door of how to enter. Mm. Right? It's it's saying, "Hey, welcome to my home. This is how my home works. You take your shoes off at the front door. Um we go to bed at 9 or whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? But it's it's not saying, "Don't come into my house. Leave me alone." It's saying, "Hey, this is my house. This is how I do it. This is who I am." Mm. So, practical boundaries are you know, if someone's yelling at you, you can say you don't say, Hey, stop yelling at me. You're bad. You say that that wouldn't be a boundary. A boundary would be, hey, the way I do life, my relationships I don't yell. Like mm-hmm. I don't call people bad names, so I don't appreciate this dynamic and I'm not gonna put up with this. So you can either continue yelling and I'm gonna walk away, or we can speak in the way that I like to speak and engage in a relationship. So Step 1 having that relationship with yourself, step 2 having boundaries and and truly not just boundaries with your romantic relationships but but boundaries with every relationship in your mm-hmm. life with your family, with your friends, with social media, with food, ooh, social with media. thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's and again, you can def, you, a lot of people say, "Well, how do I create boundaries? What are my boundaries?" That comes from step 1, relationship with self. Because if you're very connected to your relationship with yourself, you will very quickly notice, ooh that person makes me feel uncomfortable, right? And then you'll um, respect that relationship mm-hmm. that you have with yourself. Just like if you had a partner that was like, hey, your friend makes me feel uncomfortable. You'd be like, wow, okay. Thanks, babe. Like, Thanks for letting me know. I'm going to set a boundary with that friend. Mm-hmm. So many people forget to do that for themselves. So if they have a feeling of, oh, that person doesn't feel good or mm-hmm. this dynamic doesn't, it doesn't really work for me, respect that, honor that in the same way you'd honor your actual relationship partner And then set a boundary um, with whatever that is.
2: I love the house analogy Mm -hmm. because I just think about, like, if I were to go to your house, I would ask you, do you want me to take my shoes Mm -hmm. off? Because this is your home. I'm not going to treat it as if I was in mine because— You know, in my house growing up, we could have our shoes on all the time. But my mom also always taught us, like, if you go to someone else's house, you ask them if you keep your shoes on or off. Because you need to be respectful of someone else's home. And treating yourself as your home and someone else's their home, I feel like is such a beautiful way to picture it in, like, a realistic, practical way.
0: Yeah. And that's a healthy relationship. That creates interdependence rather than codependence. So good. Um, Because codependence would be oh I don't have boundaries it's like whatever you want like I don't know I just want to make you happy right and and that no matter what is going to ha- create an unhealthy relationship because you're giving your power away so again it starts with that relationship with yourself knowing what you want knowing what you believe knowing what you value being so strong in that and then being able to express that to others through boundaries mm-hmm. which again is hey here's the front door this is how things work in my mm-hmm. in the relationship with me so those are the top two After that, definitely when it comes to relationships, is communication. And my biggest piece of advice in communication is not to project your beliefs or thoughts or desires onto someone else, but to take, again, personal ownership for your beliefs, thoughts, and desires. So the way you communicate that, um, as an example, is rather than saying, you do this wrong, Nicole, I hate when you wear the color blue. I hate it, right? That would me be saying she's doing something wrong by wearing the color blue versus I could say, hey, Nicole, I wanted to let you know I have this rare disease that the color blue really hurts my eyes. Mm. So um, I just want to let you know when you wear the color blue my eyes, it really bothers my eyes. And again, I want you to be free and wear whatever color you want to wear, but I want you to know my experience. That mm-hmm. is a healthy way to communicate your needs because I am saying, hey, this is about me. I'm not blaming you. I'm not saying you're so bad for wearing the color blue. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, hey, I want you to you know, step into my house again and understand my world, and this is how I experience it. But I'm not going to make you the villain. I'm not going to make you bad. I'm going to take personal ownership for my mm-hmm. life. So that would be my next step for a healthy relationship is knowing how to communicate. Mm. Um, And really, there's lots of different tactics, but I think Mm -hmm. that's the most important tactic for communication because then the other person doesn't feel
2: attacked. Totally. And doesn't feel like they're doing something wrong. And I think something that Nico has really taught me with, you know, he says everything in life is like a muscle. So if you've gone your whole life eating really unhealthy, when you start to try and eat healthy, it's going to be really difficult at first. Or if you've had an alcohol problem for most your life, and then you go to get sober, it's going to be really difficult in the beginning. And for me, I never really had good communication skills. It wasn't practiced in my home. I'm I'm not very good at expressing my anger, expressing my emotions. And so what Nico has had me do since we started dating is He encouraged me like, hey, you know, communication is also like a muscle. So if you've gone your whole life not communicating well, I want you to start practicing anytime you feel anything, no matter what it is, I want you to say it to me. Whether it's based on truth or not, I want to create a safe environment for you to feel okay and safe to communicate. Because the the more you do that, the better you'll get at communicating how you feel so then we don't run into problems in the long run. Yeah. And that analogy to me was like, oh it is a muscle and like I got so used to not doing it Mm -hmm. that I just suppress everything and keep it to myself Mm -hmm. and now I'm like babe do you regret now (laughs) having me (laughs) express everything I feel but it's just such a healthy practical way to start learning Mm -hmm. how to communicate just start small with that made me feel this way yeah even if it's like so invalid and not based on truth that's how I felt yep and to have someone validate how I felt no matter what yep because that's where my fear came from. Nothing I ever said was validated. Yep. And my feelings were never validated. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, I'll validate myself. myself mm-hmm. So I'll just keep them to myself. Yeah, And being able to practice expressing them to someone else yep. and have them validated has made me just a better friend a better wife just a better communicator in general yep and do you see how you heal that in relationship mm-hmm. so for the people who are thinking they need to
0: heal before the relationship that's so false you heal in relationship mm-hmm. you heal through the mirror of the relationship the right person will help you heal in a healthy way exactly and the language you use of like hey that made me feel this mm-hmm. is beautiful language you didn't say hey you made me feel this I've learned that <laughs> yeah And it's 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 just semantics. It's Mm -hmm. just one word different, right? But it can make all the difference for realizing, hey, I take ownership for my experience. This Mm -hmm. is how I feel. Um, But you're still expressing, but you're not attacking, Mm -hmm. Um, which then allows the other person in the relationship to not feel attacked and also express how they feel, which is really, really No
2: one likes to feel attacked. No. It's in the heat of the moment. It's just hard. It's like, (laughs) again, like it's a muscle. Mm -hmm. Like something I feel like women, I'm just calling women out because all my friends have talked to do this, but we say this all the time. It's just a phrase that I'll be like, babe, you do that all the time. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, I don't. Don't. He doesn't. Nico does not like ultimatums. And and I feel like that's fair because he'll say it makes me feel like you actually think I do that all the time, which makes me feel like I'm a bad husband. Mm. And I'm like, babe, you don't obviously do it all the time, which is a phrase. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I would appreciate it if you don't say that because I don't do it all the time, and it makes me feel this way. I is awesome. And so I have to stop myself because I'm like, it's just a phrase. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. He's like, but it is a big deal mm-hmm. because that's how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And I've, like, joked about it with some of my friends because they're like, I do that all the time, mm-hmm. too. It's like, oh, you leave your socks out all the time. It's like, well... Does it once a week. It mm-hmm. just feels like all the time. Yeah. So even that example to me is like how that makes him feel. And now I have to practice making him feel yep. like, you know, he's not being a bad husband. Obviously, I don't want him to feel that. But, yeah, he's, totally. he's a fantastic communicator. Yeah, he's great. Also, that, that's such a great um, example of, of
0: relationships. And, again, mm-hmm. what makes a healthy relationship is understanding he is different than you. Exactly. We so often when we fall in love, we feel this Um, energy of being one which is beautiful Mm -hmm. and we also need to know we are separate Um, because in the separateness we can feel feel the oneness mm-hmm. if that makes sense um, kind of like you you don't really see yourself because you are yourself mm-hmm. right and so it's kind of hard to have that relationship with yourself that I've been preaching about this whole yeah. podcast <laughs> and when we start separating ourselves from our own thoughts that's when we can actually feel more connected to ourselves so good so same with your partner if we think our partner should be exactly how we want them to be and be exactly like us and say all the same language and like all the same things and like all the shows I know Nico likes, <laughs> likes sports a little bit more than you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you love that he's different, right? Mm-hmm. And you support that in him, and that mm-hmm. actually creates the connection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's the beautiful part of polarity in any relationship: is understanding the opposites mm-hmm. are actually what attract, like a magnet, right? Yeah. And
2: if we're dating ourselves, we'll never change. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Nope. You Which guys will just, just keep validating the yep. Exactly. The behavior.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: okay. Last two about a healthy relationship. Um, number four, I would. I I think this is so important for a healthy relationship. Don't talk about the relationship with anyone Mm. besides your partner and then a therapist or a really trusted mentor. Um that's good. You can share positive things, lighter things, but so many people when they're having problems in their relationship, will go everywhere. We'll talk to every person that will listen, and then, you know, the you heal, you grow, you learn and the relationship continues to flourish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you kind of feel like embarrassed or have this like tension with your friends because they're only remembering the bad parts that mm-hmm. you said. Um, and then you have multiple relationships to keep up with. Like Then you have to go back to the people of like, oh, actually, we're better now, blah, blah, So a big rule for a happy, healthy relationship is to fully express yourself in safe spaces um, where the healing can happen, and the healing doesn't need to happen with every person in your life. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so that really creates that, Respect and honesty between you and your partner, mm-hmm. but not having to worry about what other stories you told. And then the last is what nico was asking of you, even with the simple like, hey, don't use the ultimatum or don't use mm-hmm. the exaggeration of the socks, for example, is honesty. Um, that that if you are a hundred percent honest with yourself and with your partner, that will be a healthy and happy relationship. Um, so I know a lot of couples therapists, and I have lots of people have asked me like, oh, can I, you have any couple therapy recommendations? Um, and I've brought them, you know, I've introduced them to different therapists. And the therapist has said, Oh, I can't work with them. One of them is not being, not, is not willing to be 100% honest with the other. And we can't grow or heal if there is not an essence of 100% honesty. So even when it feels awful, even when it's like, I don't want to say this, this hurts me to say this, this scares mm-hmm. me to say this, you say it. Um, because the whole point of healing is to see someone fully mm-hmm. and unconditionally love them, no matter what they've done. Again, if it's unhealthy or toxic or you see these dynamics really, really hurting you, sometimes that honesty will allow you to leave that relationship, and that's a good thing. But so many people stay in relationships that aren't real because they aren't being 100% honest with themselves or 100% honest with their partner.
2: Mm. I love that everything comes back to self. Mm -hmm. That's where it has to start, and I love that because it's just so true. It's so – it's – it's, But it's also so
0: corny, and I think that's some people just like, they're like, okay, I got it, yeah, okay, I have a relationship with myself, all good. But it's like, no, that is the deepest, longest, mm-hmm. um, richest relationship you will ever have with anyone mm-hmm. in your life. You can, You can leave a partner. You can leave a friend. You can leave mm-hmm. even a family dynamic. You can't leave yourself. Mm-hmm. And so if you actually get to know it and cultivate it, and have a relationship with it, which, in my opinion, is also a relationship with God mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit is inside of us. Um, that's that's where it all begins.
2: Yeah, and it, I've said this before on another episode, but you can only love someone else at the level that you love mm-hmm. yourself. Yep. And so you can't expect to be in a healthy relationship if you despise yourself. Yep. It, it will, it, you won't be able to give that person the love they deserve. Yep. And this is some advice I kind of, I like to give people when they're, you know, they'll reach out on Instagram and say, I'm dating this guy, but he just doesn't think he's ready to commit. And, you know, we're fighting 24 seven and, you know, should I break up with him? And I'm like, you know what? It sounds like he has some work to do with himself. Like if he's saying to you, he's not ready to be committed, take that for what it is. Yeah. Like you don't want to be with someone mm-hmm. who doesn't, isn't ready to commit to you because mm-hmm. that's just going to cause a whole ton of problems. Yeah. And um, I think, like you said, it starts with self-love. Yeah. 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 And when people tell you who they are, believe them. them.
0: (laughs) So good. It's so important. And and that's also the person who messaged you that. A healing experience for her is to ask herself, why am I attracted to this? Mm -hmm. What is it about this that for some reason makes me feel like this is what I want? Because Mm -hmm. it obviously isn't. If you Mm -hmm. were to really take everything aside for that person who messaged you, and ask her, like, even on this podcast, if, if you were asked, ask, what's your dream right now? Mm-hmm. She might say, oh, a healthy, happy relationship where we're so in love and we get married on the top of a mountain and we travel the world together, right? Is that this guy? <laughs> no. Yeah. Right? And so if we can really get connected with like, what do I ultimately want? And then when life happens, which, again, there's lots of hurt people out there, mm-hmm. so you can't avoid them. You just so you just are so focused on what you ultimately want and what you need in mm-hmm. that relationship with yourself and the boundaries and being honest with yourself and everything we talk about in this podcast. You'll see something like that and you're like, huh, that doesn't, that doesn't match with mm-hmm. what I ultimately want. He, he's not proposing me on top of a mountain right now, so mm, probably not my guy, right? Doesn't
2: mean one a day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so it's so important to also be connected with what you ultimately want and then juxtapose that to what, whatever this person is giving you um, and be honest with yourself of, is this that? Is this mm. is this what I want? Is this am I being honest to my own true desires in this moment?
2: So good. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up with a couple questions. So, I feel like you have some good book recommendations. So, what are your maybe top couple book recommendations for self-love, self-healing, anything kind of on the topics we discussed today? First on relationships is Getting
0: the Love You Want by Harville Hendrix such a good book um it covers attachment theory and um it's both i think it's really important to read if you're single or married or in a relationship it really teaches you how to have a healthy happy thriving relationship um so that's number one other books let's see the road back to you is a book on enneagrams yeah that's a really really good book um i just read a book called Whole again and it's all about healing after really unhealthy or emotionally abusive relationships. Um, I think that is very helpful for people who have the pattern of being in on-again, on off-again on off again relationships or not having boundaries in relationships or going after the person that isn't giving them what they ultimately want. Um, so those would be my top three right now. Okay,
2: love that. What is the best dating advice you've ever been given?
0: Okay, the best dating advice I've ever been given is don't date for potential. So a lot of people date like the stock market. They're like, oh, this stock is like kind of down right now, but mm-hmm. like I see the potential. It could be a really, really good stock and the return on investment could be high. That's how a lot of people date. And, and I get why. It makes them feel like they have a little bit of power if they can be the person that fixes this mm-hmm. other person, if they can be the person that heals this other person or teaches this other person the way to be, right? Just like someone buying a stock and being like, okay, I'll buy this stock and I'll invest in this company and... I'll make this company better. Um, I get the thinking, but your romantic partner is not the stock market. You want a date for cash, basically. <laughs> like You want liquid That's cash. Good. You want the person that is who they are right now, and you see who they are, and you love that person. That doesn't mean they're fully healed, necessarily, mm-hmm. but it means they're willing to grow and meet you where you are. That will be a healthy relationship.
2: Yeah, because some people never reach their potential, and the stock could drop. Yep.
0: totally and
2: then you're
0: like continually trying to think like maybe another book or maybe another podcast or maybe another coach or maybe another therapist and then I can fix the stock and then I can make it better right but that's again thinking that the healing is outside of you the healing is within you and when you do that you'll look at a stock and you'll be like it's a stock Mm -hmm. I want cash Mm -hmm. (laughs) who doesn't
2: love cash yeah right who wants some money yeah exactly (laughs) okay so what's the worst dating advice you've ever heard like if someone were to hear this Run the other way. Do not take this advice. Hmm. Um,
0: honestly, the advice of heal yourself first and then begin dating, you heal through dating. Um, the, the the part of the healing through dating that's super important is to grow, is to take personal ownership. So after a date or after a relationship, ask yourself, what did I learn? How did I co-create this relationship? After something painful, ask yourself, how did I co-create this painful experience? Did I not have boundaries? Did I not respect myself? Um, did I not know who I was or what my values were? But we only learn that in relationships with others. So in my opinion, it's you're only slowing yourself down if you're like, no, I'm not dating right now. Um, and I haven't dated for five years because I'm healing. No, date so that you can heal through the mm-hmm. dating experience, through the relationship. I also think it is important to spend time alone. So if you have been a serial dater and you're like, no, I'm not dating right now because this is my year of not dating, that's beautiful because that's intentional. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people use this concept of I need to heal myself before I start dating as a tool to avoid their pain.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's such a common misconception Mm -hmm. of like, I need to be perfect before I can meet my perfect spouse. It's like you're you're going to be healing forever then and you're never going to find someone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because trauma happens in relationships so the healing Mm -hmm. happens in relationships so good thank you so much i feel like i this always happens on episodes i'm just sitting here with my jaw dropped i'm like wait i need to listen because i have to respond but i'm also like receiving so much (laughs) that i'm like it's got to be a balance for me um amazing so you have this program called be found Mm -hmm. like what tell us about that Oh my gosh, Be Found is my baby. I love Be Found. So, as you guys heard, I'm a
0: life coach. I've had a life coaching practice for a little over 2 years now. Um my one-on-one practice books out a few months in advance and it breaks my heart every time someone messages me which is often like, hi, I want to work with you and Mm -hmm. I don't have space for another three months. So I created a membership program so that more people could access the tools that I teach my one-on-one clients um, for a much lower price and have a community with each other. So we have built this really beautiful community. It's all women, although men are allowed, but it's all women right Mm -hmm. now, of women who are just wanting to learn about who they are and what they believe and what they value and how to show up in the world confidently and authentically and how to love themselves. So every month we cover a different topic. Um, the next month we're going to be doing confidence. The month after that we'll be doing shadow work, which is all about getting to know the parts of you that you're trying to avoid um, and giving it unconditional love. That's really what shadow work is. Um, we've done other things like values. Some months we do relationships, um, we do self-love, so um, authenticity, so just really topics about who are you, who do you want to be, how do you want to show up in the world, h- here are the tools that will actually help you, um, and we do three live
2: calls a month for that. So that's Be Found. Um, yeah. Amazing. So if someone listening were interested in that, where can they find you, how do they sign up? Yeah, they can just go to my Instagram, at Nora Kaiser
0: and look on the link on my Instagram, and they can see all of the offers that I have
2: amazing thank you so much thank you for having me this was amazing this was incredible because I feel like everything is so applicable no matter who you are like we all have work to do Mm -hmm. and so I I just feel like this episode is going to touch so many people so thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me this was awesome